across Dennis Case's old desk in the Oval Office. The box of Milky Way miniatures her husband had kept in Teddy Roosevelt's humidor had disappeared, along with his collection of photographs. Vandervoort had added no personal touches of his own, not even a photograph of his deceased wife, an oversight she knew his staff would soon correct. Vandervoort was a thin man, ascetic in his appearance. He was fiercely intelligent, almost entirely humorless, and a confirmed workaholic. A sixty-four-year-old widower, he was now the world's most eligible bachelor. For the first time since the death of Edith Wilson, eighteen months after Woodrow Wilson's inauguration, the United States had no first lady. The air inside the Oval Office was climate-controlled, the three-story windows that rose behind the desk bulletproof, and she felt as if she were suffocating. As she stood by the fireplace staring blindly at Rembrandt Peel's portrait of Washington, the new president's voice seemed far away. I don't want to appear insensitive to your grief by broaching this now, but I have no choice. I won't be remarrying, and none of my female relatives is remotely capable of handling the job of First Lady. I want you to continue in that role. As she turned to him, her fingernails bit into her palms. It's impossible. I can't do it. She wanted to scream at him that she was still wearing her funeral clothes, but excessive displays of emotion had been leached out of her long before she'd come to the White House. Her distinguished father rose from one of a pair of couches covered in cream damask and assumed his Prince Philip posture, hands clasped behind his back, weight toward his heels. This has been a difficult day for you, Cornelia. You'll be seeing things more clearly tomorrow. Cornelia. Everyone who mattered in her life called her Neely, except her father. I'm not going to change my mind. Of course you will, he countered. This administration has to have a competent first lady. The president and I have considered it from every angle, and both of us agree this is the ideal solution. She was an assertive woman, except when it came to her father, and she had to steel herself to challenge him. Ideal for whom? Not for me. James Litchfield gave her the patronizing look he'd been using to control people for as long as she could remember. Ironically, he had more power now as chairman of the party than he'd had during his eight years as vice president of the United States. Her father was the one who'd first spotted the presidential potential of Dennis Case, the handsome bachelor governor of Virginia. Four years ago, he'd capped off his reputation as a kingmaker by escorting his daughter down the aisle to marry that very same man. I know better than anyone how traumatic this has been, he continued, but you're the most visible link between the case and Vandervoort administrations. The country needs you. Don't you mean the party needs me? They all knew that Lester's lack of personal charisma would make it difficult for him to be elected president on his own. Although he was an able politician, he lacked even a kilowatt of President Dennis Case's star power. We're not just thinking of re-election, her father lied as smoothly as new cream. We're thinking of the American people. You're an important symbol of stability and continuity. Vandervoort spoke briskly. As First Lady, you'll keep my old office and the same staff. I'll make sure you have everything you need. Take a month to recuperate at your father's place on Nantucket, and then we'll ease you back into the schedule, beginning with the white tie reception for the diplomatic corps, 
We keep mid-January blocked out for the G8 summit, and the South American trip is a necessity. All of this is already on your schedule, so it shouldn't be a problem. He finally seemed to remember these events were on her schedule because she'd been planning to do them at the side of her charismatic, golden-haired husband. Dropping his voice, he added belatedly, I know this is a difficult time for you, Cornelia, but the President would have wanted you to go on, and keeping busy should help ease your grief. Bastard. She wanted to shout the word at him, but she was her father's daughter, schooled from birth to hide her emotions, so she didn't. Instead, she regarded both men steadily. It's impossible. I want my life back. I've earned it. Her father came closer, crossing the oval rug with a presidential seal, stealing...